0: Out with us on your Friday night, everybody. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. This is the Stretch 4. We are the Bulls Outcasts. John is off tonight hanging out with his wife on her birthday because he is a good husband. John, boy, yeah. can't wait to get you back with us tomorrow night for the second half of this back-to-back. Um, I, I mean, Big Dave, I looked at this and was like, this is, I mean, there's no such thing as a must-win game when you're a team that's still clearly evaluating and rebuilding and you know, you're 8-12, and 12, maybe trying to flirt with a back-end right. playoff spot, but th- there isn't a m- such thing as a must-win game this season for the Bulls, in my opinion. This kind of felt like not yeah, a must-win game, but like, y'all better win that one when you look at all the pieces that Orlando yeah. has missing. No Fultz, no Jonathan Isaac, no Aaron Gordon. Half their arsenal was out, but they still had Vooch, and from the very jump ball, Vooch put his imprint on this game.
1: I mean, from the beginning, Matt, and we saw—I saw my man Gafford getting worked out there tonight, especially in that first quarter, because that drop defense was—I mean, he was like, "Oh, he's just gonna leave me open." Oh, bet we'll do this all night long, uh, and he started and he got comfortable, and that's the last thing you want to do with a shooter is get them comfortable. The man shooting forty-three percent from the three-point line—forty-three percent—he had forty-three. And 19, he was 4'10 from the arc, which means he shot 40%. But man, he looked good. He's he's honestly one of my favorite players in the league ever since I started paying attention to him about two years ago. And I mean, he just, to have a big man that could do it inside and outside, you know, he's that guy who could do it inside and outside. And it's it's rare because usually your big guys, you know, who can do that are like elite, like uh, Joel Embiid or something like that, or DeMarcus Cousins, where he's you know healthy right. and stuff like that but man dude but he was he was monstrous tonight uh, and it and it that. definitely a
0: had a you know a negative impact for the bulls tonight obviously we're missing Wendell Carter Jr as he's rehabbing his injury uh, we'll get to your boy Gafford in a minute but when you have a big like Vooch who can play that pick and pop game this new drop coverage defense that Billy Donovan's rolling with this season makes it basically impossible for Gafford to guard somebody like that in those situations because vooch gets what he wants in the post like he was just scoring at will inside and then he brings it out in the pick and pop game and like you know we love our man stacy king but he's he's there railing against gafford on you know like a, a post-commercial teleprompter breakdown of that play and he's like gafford's got to get out gafford's dropping it's like well, Gavard's dropping in the drop coverage that the team is deciding to play this year. And when you have a big like Vooch who has that as part of his arsenal, that's just going to happen. It's not like this was a player yeah. not doing what they were supposed to do. It was a player doing the defensive scheme that we're rolling with. But that is a casualty of it. If he's a, a center matched up with a center who can shoot 43 percent from downtown.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And when I was saying Gaffer got worked, I mean, it wasn't just it wasn't a three-point shoot. because like you said, you know, that drop coverage, he was doing exactly what he was told. But when he went inside, those spin moves he was putting on him were vicious, man. And I mean, he was scoring from all yeah. over the court, whether it was baseline, whether it was free throw line extended, whether it was layups, whether it was fadeaways, you know, it was all the The as as uh Mar says, you know, showcasing the entire repertoire, like he was showing like all
0: the shake the dream out there.
1: Like my goodness, yes, yes, absolutely, he did, man. Like he was just, it, it was fun to watch, unless it was your team, you know. And this was my team, so it wasn't that great to watch. But man, he he's special out there, man. And I hope we don't see it again tomorrow. But but yeah, Gafford. He did, Like you said, Matt, he did exactly what the coach wanted him to do, but he had some plays, Matt, where it was just the resistance of it uh, wasn't working. Like, in some of those things, you got to use your own mind. You know, you have to make that decision, which is why we were yelling at Window Carter Jr. Mm-hmm. for some of those things also. Because you saw when Thad came in the game, when Thad said, oh, you know what, I'm not going to drop off of this one. Nope, I'm not gonna do this. No, nope, I'm gonna play up on him on this. No, nope, when he's in the post, I'm gonna body him a little more, and I'm not gonna switch when they right. run that pick and roll because Gafford would easily right. go with the ball every single time they, they did a pick and roll. He with, went with I, the ball I mean, every time. You saw that. Don't you think
0: that that is those guys doing what Donovan and his staff are instructing them to do? Like, Dad, you yeah. have certain skill sets and you're you know your veteran know how. To get away with with cheating the drop a little bit at certain times, whereas hey, if it's Gafford or or if it's Wendell, we're going drop, and it's like sometimes Stacey's been like, yeah. see how Thad is is not dropping as far back, and he can get out to, the... but it's like okay, I'm pretty sure that for each of those individual players, the strategy on the defensive end is different, and again, yeah. just when you ha- when you go up against a player like Vooch, sometimes that drop scheme can can bite you in the ass, and I mean like it was a rough night for your boy, Daniel Gafford. He got benched at the start of the he second was, half. Thad started in, you know, <laughs> in, in his place. And I, I still think Gafford can be a very good backup big in this league. An energy guy, a Taj Gibson who can crash the offensive glass, who can get you some buckets, who can block some shots. But clearly there's too much on his plate right now. So let me ask you this. You, you were begging to see so- the start Gafford experiment. We've seen it. We've seen it for several games now in Wendell's absence. I, personally, we can get to the point guard discussion later and Kobe later. As far as the front court, I would not be opposed to Donovan saying, all right, instead of digging ourselves a big, giant hole at the start of every first quarter and then sending Thad in there to close the gap, bring Gafford off the bench, start Thad. Start that."
1: I think honestly Matt it's all about matchups too. Um I mean cuz Vucevic is just that kind of basketball player and and we saw it also against Anthony Davis, you know, who's just that kind of basketball player. But in those other games where Gafford started against, you know, maybe lesser tier centers, he was solid. He 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 was he did what he was supposed to do. Um I, I'm I don't have a problem with his still him still starting. I really don't. Honestly, Matt, I still think that he has potential to be a starting center in this league. I, I haven't given up on that. I just think he's at a learning curve right now and he's learning the hard way, which is fine. I don't have a problem with him learning the hard way. But he's I really see a guard who's a facilitator that can get him more involved, and you know, tell him, you know what, pick and rolls, I'm throwing you alley oops. You know, he's he's like Kobe White in a way like, you know, once he gets involved scoring, he plays a little better and a little more energetic on the other end. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm not I don't I wouldn't put that in the starting lineup over him just yet, because I like that coming in off the bench. I like the boost that he kind of gives coming in off the bench. And if Thad goes in and starts and gets in foul trouble and then you have to go with Gafford is going to hurt you a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? It's going to hurt a little bit more because you got a guy who has a learning curve and he's doing things like that. But I don't have an issue with, with Gafford starting. I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out the fact my man yeah. got work tonight, right? Because that's just a fact. You know, he got work and he's learning uh, the game. He's learning how to do certain things. I mean, he's not he hasn't yeah. started a lot. You know, yeah. he hasn't played a lot. He hasn't had consistent minutes a lot. He's going to get them now. Because Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be gone for a few weeks. So he's going to get that consistency. And now, and, and Lowry, who we, we don't even really want to talk about, you know, being hurt, but he's going to he get that minutes, man, because he's going to be one of the bigs that is important to this starting lineup. Not just his team, but honestly, he's going to be a big that's important to this yeah, starting lineup.
0: Speaking of forward. the bigs, uh, let's get to some comments here. Brandon said that moment you realize you have two top 10 draft pick bigs and you still are looking for an answer at the four and the five positions. That's kind of sadly where the Bulls are right now. And our starting four or five are apparently both hurt. We'll get to Lowry in a minute. Um, not that Matt said, love Thad, but how much does it suck that he's our best four and five? Yeah. Um, the, the other <laughs> top ten draft pick big that Brandon maybe not was, uh, was not referring to, if he was referring to Wendell and Lowry, pat williams we'll get to him in a second too because oh my god that's the silver lining tonight um brandon said maybe they meant that when they were referring to our young core uh i like that um okay before before we get to the other upsetting news of tonight being lowry exiting with that injury let's talk some happy stuff for a second big dame we have seen pat williams fall off a cliff from behind the three-point line after his crazy hot start where we're like, oh, my God, this rookie's shooting, like, 50% from downtown. This is amazing. Again, tonight just uh, only took one three, and he missed that one attempt. But I love the fact that he's been like, all right, you know what? My three ball's not falling. I'm going to attack and attack and attack and attack again. We saw so many different offensive tools from P-Dub tonight. A step through, uh, you know, supposed to work, a little hook here. He went class here, hanging shot here, pull up mid-range here. Everything inside the three-point line was working for Pete up tonight. Seven of 11 from the field for a career-high 20 points. Also, nab seven rebounds. This kid, I I loved your tweet where you were like, dude, PW's figuring some things out right now. And I think the things that he's figuring out yeah, is yeah. I can play with these guys. I'm better than half of these guys.
1: Yeah. 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 Like that realization will come with the more games that he plays. I said it a few games ago when he kind of, you know, disappeared. Like you said, with his three point shooting, like, cause out of nowhere he lost confidence in his three point shooting just out of nowhere. Like you were like, why are you hesitating shooting threes? And I clearly recognize it's it was the rookie wall. Like, that's all it is right now. Like, he's hitting that rookie wall uh, that, you know, pretty much all rookies hit, unless you're, you know, elite or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a LeBron or a Michael Jordan or something. You're going to hit that rookie wall. Like, that's just what it is. And he kind of hit it, and he kind of disappeared. And during that time, guys like that, you know, kind of figure out what their game is, you know, where they want to be, what they're supposed to do, what is my role. And he came out tonight and said, you know what? My role is to be aggressive. My role is to be the best player on the floor. That it was the mindset. You could tell that was his mindset when he was out there tonight. Because when he got the ball, he wasn't out there hesitating. He wasn't out there trying to figure out who needs to get the ball in this position. Dude, I got so excited when Zach Levine had that ball and he's running the ball on a fast break. And it was like a three on two. And the angle that Patrick Williams took to get to the bucket I said, yes. Oh, my God, yes. That is how a pro is supposed to do it. And he got an air one with it. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. So to know that his mind is at that kind of level, that he can still think that way in the game while still going through a rookie wall and trying to get everything right, it it had me excited for his game tonight. Now, that layup he missed in the fourth, um, that that hurt a little bit. Especially Man, because hurt. the buildup on that possession
0: like, was just like <laughs> oh, beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it was amazing. It was immaculate. But besides that, he had an excellent game offensively and defensively because we saw him get that steal in that breakaway uh, later. Yeah, Chief uh,
0: Foolery saying Pete Dub makes Lowry expendable. We'll get to Lowry in a minute. Uh, Colin yeah. saying Pat killing it. Otherwise, I've already forgotten this game. <laughs> Brandon said, Pat Will makes the rest of the team expendable. A lot of love for P-Dub in the comments (laughs) tonight. Um, Colin said, Pat might be our best one, three, four, and five. Um, And that, to me, is the other great thing about P-Dub's game tonight when you're watching him. Like, you love the versatility of the scoring. Uh, You know, he was chipping in on, on the glass. He got to the free throw line with, with, you know, how aggressive he was being. You love that. And he was a perfect six for six at the free throw line, but Mm -hmm. there was a moment. And I think it was like early third quarter, mid third quarter where, where P-Dub was playing the four in that lineup where, you know, they uh, Billy had started fat at the five and and P-Dub was basically playing the four, but he was guarding Cole Anthony. He was guarding Evan Fournier on the other end. Like, He can guard ones and two. He can guard one through five, basically, and we have seen he can play the he can play the wing on offense if you're going to go big. He can play the four if you're going to go small in certain like maybe futuristic Bulls Hamptons five esque lineups. Hell, that dude might even be playing some super small ball five down the road. That like the Swiss Army knife that this kid this kid appears to be Swiss Army knife in the making. He's still on the factory line, mm-hmm. but, man, that Swiss Army knife looks awesome.
1: <laughs> looks awesome. He's got the right colors on it and everything. It looks cool. Like, oh, a screwdriver, too? Yes. That, that Swiss Army knife it looks great. And he can play. He's a, he's a guy who played point guard coming up. So the ball handling and the IQ, you know, comes into play also. All right.
0: Well, now that we've gushed about P-Dub um, and, and hopefully he keeps up this this aggression and, and, and this, uh, you know, quality play that we've seen from him.
1: We're about to do it, aren't we?
0: Big We're Dave, about to do it, aren't we? I know it. My son, Lowry, who was finally starting to play well when I was giving him some tough love. And by tough love, I mean just actually calling him out for a yeah. second. He has a dud where he only takes eight shots in their second game against the Knicks after back-to-back 30-point games. And... He gets a boo-boo on his shoulder tonight and tries to tough it out and then gets sent to the locker room early in the third quarter. I don't have the mental and emotional strength to handle where my mind is right now, thinking about what we're going to get as far as the Lowry update tonight or tomorrow. I can't handle it. I'm not strong enough. I want you to come wrap me in one of your big, awesome Big Dave hugs because i Otherwise, I'm I'm gonna cry into my pillow tonight. I this can't be this can't be a significant injury for Lowry or I will lose my freaking mind.
1: I, I will too, to be honest with you, Matt. I mean, we we talked about the inconsistency of it, but at the same time, his inconsistency is I score back to back games of thirty points. You know what I'm saying? And and then I score, you know, then I take eight shots. But then I come out the next game, and I take second in awesome the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm mean? saying? Like, yeah, he was looking really good, man. And I'll be, what do he have, what, 13 and 5? Yeah, 13 and 5, hit 2 of 5 from the three-point line. He was looking comfortable. He was looking quite comfortable. Even after he hit his shoulder, he still hit a three. You know, so we were like, so, so when I saw that, honestly, I didn't even think about it again. I said, oh, well, he can still shoot. Fine, he'll be okay. But then on that breakaway, when I don't remember the player he crashed into, but he hit his shoulder, he went up and he scored. But after that play, he, he just was like, man, this, this hurts. This something wrong. Something hurts right now. It, it, it was depressing, man. It hurt. It hurt to see that because you don't want a guy that we have all this faith in, that we want to know if he is that dude who is actually having that kind of game that, that can match with Vujicic. You know, with, with a guy out there, you know, balling with his 41, you're like, okay, well, at least we got a guy who might drop 30 on you, you know, and keep us in the game like that. Man, dog, it it, it sucked to see him go out the game. And you saw him being upset. You saw him throwing things. You saw him just mad, the fact that that happened. And I'm I'm still going to keep a positive mind about it. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a shoulder strain. Maybe he's out a couple weeks, you know, and he'll be right back in, you know, doing his thing. Maybe he's out a couple days, hopefully. But. Man, dude, it, it didn't look good just the way he was holding his, his shoulder. It I didn't, just,
0: it didn't look good. <clears throat> he already has the soft label it, just from battling through some, you know, a variety <laughs> of injuries through the first three years of his NBA career. And, he, you know, there was also like, I don't know if it was, I, I don't think it's Lowry's fault that that the fan base felt confused because I feel like. A lot of both players, the fans have felt confused about the state of their injuries over the years. Um, Oh, it's it's a bruise. Just kidding. It's a fracture. Just kidding. He's out for the season like that kind of shit. And it's like when Lowry last year, it was like it was like a hip or, you know, uh, like an oblique or it was a this or a that. We're like, clearly, this looks like a guy who's shying away from contact and is the injury, you know, a part of that. And now this season, we finally see a Lowry who looks more aggressive, who's at least trying to attack the basket a little bit, get to the rim and and finish, you know, uh, get over, you know, mismatches, finish over guys, go through guys. And then tonight, like one little, you know, one little shoulder bump. And, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with the people who just, like, blanket statement, Lowry's soft. Lowry's soft. Get rid of him. He's soft. But I am starting to worry what this dude is made of. I I am not an NBA player. I have no leg to stand on to call any of them soft. Because guess what? You, me, all the people hanging out with us here on Hot Mike tonight would get our butts kicked trying to run through or past any of these guys. And Lowry marketing yeah. could kick my ass 110%. <laughs> but he, I'm not calling him soft. But, God, I am worried that the shoulder is going to be a thing.
1: Yeah. It, it's concerning. I mean, it's just concerning. Because even when you looked at how he got hurt, Matt, like it didn't even look like a right? big old thing. You know, it didn't look like a big problem. Because I saw the replay and I was like, where did he get hurt? Like I didn't even understand it. Like, did he just shoot the ball wrong? Like, I I was I didn't understand how he got hurt. Like, it didn't make sense to me how he got hurt, but it happened, man. And I mean, again, to his credit, it happened early. He tried to battle through it. He did. He tried to play through it. He still tried, and he was still productive trying to play through it, man. So I'ma give him some love for that. But man, man, again, another season another injury it's the same with wendell carter jr it's the same with him and and it ain't good because these are the two guys you and i you know we, we gotta depend on there are more people who have a lot of love for wendell carter jr there are more people like me and you who have a lot of love for larry marketing but the problem is we got a lot of love for these guys man but their bodies are not loving them back right so it, it's not looking good it's just it doesn't look good it doesn't feel good but again i'm still hoping it's something that they could just say it's a couple weeks, it's a strain, he'll be okay. And, and, that's, that's, and that's meanwhile, poor Zach Levine it. has half of this fan base saying trade his ass, he's
0: garbage. And even on a night like tonight when his shot wasn't really falling, just one of five from downtown, nine twenty-one overall, he still gave you twenty six, yeah. eight, and four. And and people are like, Zach sucks, trade his ass. And we're sitting here being like, We believe in Lowry, we believe in Wendell, but they're both on the fucking shelf. God, yeah. Zach plays man. Oh, Zach's he, he. out there playing every stinking night.
1: His Boylan's burger is saying what Maddie said. He's been soft since he went vegan. Need to get him some matter. We have come burgers. full
0: circle, day We
1: have come full circle. Lowry is soft because he well, ain't that, eating any meat.
0: Well, you, you're gonna have to explain when the body gym to eat it. I <laughs> after every workout. Yeah, and your body is broken. Come on. It's a superfood. No, it's not. It's a grosser version of spinach. It's not a superfood. Popeye was a cartoon character. He's not real. You know what real
1: men do? You know what real professional athletes do? They eat a goddamn steak. So Wimpy was real, but Popeye wasn't? Is that what you're saying? Because Wimpy ate a burger all the time. That's all Wimpy ate was burgers, period. Dave, so stop Wimpy's looking rich. holes in my logic, okay? <laughs> we
0: all know I apologize. I apologize. That Lowry I apologize. would be better off physically, spiritually, mentally, <laughs> if he would just eat a friggin' burger. And not one of your salmon burgers. Not a black burger. Not a
1: Quino oh. burger. Not a oh. turkey burger. A burger made out of a freaking cow, okay? uh, Is grass-fed okay? Can you have a grass-fed burger as long as it's made out of a cow? Is that okay? I mean, it's a little froofy
0: for my taste.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You better have stuff in that burger I can't pronounce. How, How dare you? I'm going to go have You're a dessert sausage as soon as we hang up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, someone said we got to talk about Otto Porter Jr. Oh, I thought we were done talking about people who
0: are always injured.
1: Seriously, man. Like, we're done with that. Like, he, he's he's old. He's old bodied and the young one of the youngest players on the he's team. He's 27.
0: The and man I, and is I, and 27 years
1: understand. old. I mean, he went from Billy Donovan, went from, man, you know, he might play to like, you know, he's going to be out indefinitely. Like, like, yo, man, I don't understand it. I don't understand it with Alder Porter Jr. It happens every single year with Alder Porter Jr. He got his paycheck off potential. And it feels like Lowry and Wendell might be getting their paychecks off potential. At least I hope not. It's not like that. But Alder Porter Jr., man, this is when people were trying to say, Um, I was reading, I don't remember who was saying this on Twitter, that he needs to be the starter. And all I was thinking was, dude, he's going to get hurt. Like, we watch this every year. Like, he's going to get hurt, and then he's going to leave a hole. So we can't put him in the starting lineup because we can't get him comfortable and acclimated, you know, with our starting five because he's not going to be there. And sure enough, back spasms. Back spasms! Doctor says, I need a backyatomy. Backyatomy! If
0: if Otto's back is really that bad... I mean, we, we've seen a lot of promising NBA careers cut way short because of back problems. Um, hmm. You know, like uh, I know he also had knees, but like Greg Oden, bad back, uh, you know, Yao Ming, bad back. Usually it's with bigs, you know, who guys yeah. who are seven, four, and you're like, yeah, no, my spine doesn't support this kind of frame. But <laughs> I mean – I, I think I was t- like texting you and, and John our, and our guy Bulldog about this the other night when we were getting the auto update. It was like, dude, if I'm auto and the back injury is actually that big of a problem, even though I'm only 27, I, I'm I made my contract. I made my hundred mil plus in the NBA. Hundred mil plus. And, you know, I'm sure there's some Bulls fans saying like, "Oh God, I'm about to have some like D Rose comment PTSD right here about D Rose and his <laughs> knees and his son's high school graduation." But if, if I'm Auto Porter Jr. I'm saying, I got 100 mil, my family's good, my family's good for the next several generations, assuming the planet Earth is still here that long, and we haven't all murdered each other by then, why am I going to ruin the back half of my life by playing this game? Mm. Like, dude, pull an Andrew Luck, just retire at 28, be like, I'm good, I got my money, had some fun, (laughs) played some games, won some, lost some, peace, I'm out of here. Because Dude. for the love of God, yeah. stop frustrating yeah. us with this will he won't he bullshit. I'm sick of it, Otto.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, the, the frustration. He's so is useful
0: bad. when he plays. He's and then so he's useful. like, just kidding, I'm not playing
1: tonight. <laughs> yeah, just, just playing, guys. <laughs> Here's the carrot. The There's the yeah. carrot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's even more frustrating because he's coming off the bench, he's not your starter. He's not. He's not playing a ton of minutes. Right. He's coming off the bench, which means that you, you know, you're resting. You're getting that rest. You're getting that time off. You know, it should be all right. But he's still getting hurt. He's still finding ways to still be hurt. All the Porter Junior man. And That's
0: I mean, it. the uh, the thing that I was saying earlier about like, hey, maybe start Thad. You're climbing out of these holes every night, and maybe instead of just saying, okay, Thad, go rescue us, you just start with him. The problem about that idea is if Otto continues to be hurt and not readily available and you don't have Otto in that bench unit, like you just mentioned, and you take that out of that bench unit, then all of a sudden your bench becomes like Denzel and Temple. And like, we like Garrett Temple. And I know some of those fans out there might be digging Denzel after these last couple of games. Hey, he's
1: been balling, Matt. He's been balling.
0: He's been playing well. Dude, I tell you what. I've, I've been in a betting mood recently. We've established this. I, I bet you 10, and 10 bucks, And I will get, I will give you a crisp $10 bill the next time You're I see a Chris you. Chris Hamilton. Okay. That, that at some point in the next week, Denzel's name is going to pop up on the injury report. You know why? Because he tried to look like he's flashy and still young and not old and broken on that silly dunk. That was well after the whistle on a play that didn't count, and he came up limp after he dunked that ball. I don't know if you noticed it, but he looked like he tweaked something after he came down from barely cresting the rim and dunking that basketball. I bet you Denzel shows up on the injury report because of that dumb shit.
1: You know what? Knowing Denzel and his history, there's no way I take that bet. (laughs) (laughs) No! It's not going to happen. I say you go find C. Red Fred. You make that bet with him, he'll take that bet for you. But Denzel being hurt is something I've seen his entire career here. And being hurt on silly things is something I've seen his entire career. He's the reason Wendell Carter Jr. is out, for God's sake. (laughs) Like The reason he's out, all right? So, no, he knows injuries and he knows them well. But I can't take that bet. But I got to give him love because he played well these past few games. And he played well tonight. He actually played well in the defensive end. Because you know what he did? He tried. That's all I want him to do. He put in effort. He got on the floor. I was like, Denzel, get on the floor? Like, he could do that? Wow. I was shocked by those things. But, yes, shout out to Denzel. He played He played good tonight, but there's no way. And I mean no way. I take that bet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thought I might sneak one past you. And also, good effort. I, I can't make that bet with Fred. Because on the off chance that I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I, I can't give Fred that satisfaction.
1: That's fair. You won't hear the end of that ever. Never. You're absolutely right.
0: I am clearly winning the Matt versus Fred Denzel, like pro Denzel, anti Denzel argument. i right. been it's winning true. it all these years. It's and true. It, it's he, true. He's going to have, like, I, I guarantee you Fred's timeline right now is just nothing but Denzel praise. In a game that we <laughs> lost to Orlando without half their roster. He's like, yes. guys, we got to put some respect on Denzel. Great. <laughs> a couple of double-digit points games off the bench. Oh, and he stole a rebound from Kobe tonight and lost the ball out of bounds. Great job, Ketzel.
1: Great he job. He did. That happened. That's God. a thing. That's a thing. It's a thing. I know, man. I know. I know. I know. But he played well. He played well, and I hope to see it again tomorrow. I hope he plays even better tomorrow. And that's the good thing about what happened tonight is we get to run it right back tomorrow, and we can make adjustments the same way the Knicks did against us we can make these adjustments and hopefully get this victory because we got to get a victory, man. I want a victory against this team.
0: Need it. Need it. We'll try again tomorrow night. Um, until then, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Reminder, as always, if you miss our Bulls Outcast shows live as they happen, you can catch the archived video episode on that Bowl Bulls YouTube channel and in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts in that Bowl Bulls podcast feed. Or... My, bo- my boy, McDave, shake off that gaffer game, man. We'll try again tomorrow, go, and, go. We'll, and we'll get our, we'll get our other boy, John Sabine, back with us. Hopefully, he and his wife are enjoying a nice, peaceful evening celebrating her birthday.